Disruptive CEO Nation is the place where young entrepreneurs and company founders tell it like it is when it comes to their journey, vision, technology, culture, and whatever they feel like. Your host, Allison K. Summers, believes how you choose to play the world is completely up to you, and her guests prove it. Now let's get disruptive. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. I am thrilled because we are traveling to the other side of the world to speak to our guest today. He is a company founder, business owner, prolific contributor and writer to publications such as Forbes Middle East, Huffington Post, Business.com. He is also a podcaster. He is a very busy man. Um, And so it is my pleasure to introduce you to Saeed. Saeed, welcome to the show and tell our listeners who you are. Hi, Alison. Thank you so much for having me. Um, as you said, I am a business owner. I am very passionate about entrepreneurship and uh, basically um, running my own show and helping other clients, working with a diverse set of clients. And uh, I love to write. So as you said, I write for a lot of publications. Uh, I also like to speak and I started getting into speaking since um, 2013. And I have now spoken in some uh, foreign countries as well. Uh, I'm based in Pakistan, but I have uh, previously uh, spent about three and a half years in uh, Sweden and Denmark. Uh, I left all of that to come back to Pakistan and uh, after some soul searching and really sort of uh, looking within to find confidence, I, I went back into entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, that took me about uh, basically leaving three jobs in three countries or maybe, you know, four jobs if you include the, uh, the, the, the job I had in, a, in a, um, the remote job I had in an American marketing technology company while I had another job in Denmark. So, yeah, I am loving what I'm doing. I run a digital marketing agency, which is very much focused on, a, on, ex- on an extremely narrow niche within digital marketing. Um, I have a small team and uh, we have been helping clients uh, from uh, America and and, uh, UK uh, and uh, it's been great so far. So Saeed, um, we're going to come back to digital marketing ROI, your company, um, because we we definitely want to hear what you're doing with that company and tips that you would have for people who are in a startup phase or or early in their business because they only have so much money to place their marketing dollars. But on our program, we like to talk with people um, a little bit more about their, their startup journey and challenges they encountered. And, and I loved when, when you and I had spoke before, I really appreciated that when you were starting out in business, um, you said you didn't really have role models in a network and you, you didn't know people who were working with out, offshore clients. Um, so can you share a little bit about that stage and as you I think you shared you went over to I believe uh, Sweden to do your MBA so tell us a little bit yeah. about those early days absolutely um, so um, the background that I have everyone in my family uh, has had a job uh, my, my my father is an engineer my uncle uh, one of them is an engineer in Canada uh, another one is an engineer another one is a is a banker actually he's retired now so everyone in my uh, you know in the generation before ours uh, has had a job and so in our culture job is considered as 
you know, something secure, something that you can depend on. And, and, and it comes with a lot of benefits and everything. Uh, but, but for my generation, uh, I, and a lot of my cousins, actually, uh, what we saw was that, uh, you know, the jobs that our, our parents were doing uh, and, and they were doing it so honestly and uh, with so much effort, they were not getting as much rewarded for, for all those efforts. So I was really disoriented and, and, and very disillusioned actually with, with, the, with the job sector. However, when I got my undergraduate degree in IT and I um, started an internship in a company which was I mean, I actually calculated the rate and, and, and the stipend that I was getting for a month's work was something like 25 or $26 way back in 2004. And what I was doing, and, and this sort of, uh, I think you would very much like this, this um, realization that I had that, that in order to um, get clients, all I have to do is to, to, to be helpful. I mean, you talk about that in, in, in your uh, 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 in your previous book and, and, and your interviews that, you know, relationship building is the important thing and being of, of help to other people and, and providing uh, help in the form of informational content and all that. So, I mean, the crazy thing is that I was there doing that internship and I was very bad at it. Uh, it was a very simple <laughs> task that I was assigned, but I was very, very bad at it. It's but a it, good thing we all grow up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I was trying, you know, I was trying to learn the software that I was assigned to really, you know, uh, understand and and what, I, what what happened was something very very crazy here i was earning 26 dollars a month uh for for an internship um and 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 then while i was trying to understand that software i was studying its, its discussion forum i was interacting with other people i was asking questions and what happened after a few weeks was that i started to help other people who are you know uh more um, uh, you know, who were newer to the software and someone from the UK, uh, he, he saw me on that discussion forum and I find it very crazy that he reached out to me, you know, the, the, the prospective client reached out to me and he said that, you know, I can see that you are helping other people. And I was like, Oh, I'm not an expert. You know, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking that I, I think I probably must have told him about it as well. Or maybe he, he, he must have, realized that as well, but I guess he needed, uh, you know, something which matched him, his budget, right? He, he has had a startup, right? So, so he reached out to me and he, um, you know, offered me like two forty dollars uh, at that time, uh, way back in 2004. So, I mean, $26 for a month's work and two forty dollars for a one-time job, which took me a, a week. And if I was an expert, it would, it would have probably took me like two days. So what I did immediately without discussing with my family was that I ditched that internship. And the minute I did that, um, I went into the bad books of, of, of um, my, my family, my extended family, my friends. Actually, I was already in the bad books because I was not very studious and all that. But, but um, you know, they were like, you know, you are crazy. I mean, how, how can you be sure that you will get this money, this, these $240 from, from the UK? And I was like, I don't know, but I will figure it out, you know. You know, it's I, 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 I appreciate because there's got to be people listening um, because I know throughout my career, my family, you would think your family would be supportive, <laughs> but sometimes the people closest to you are the ones who aren't. So I, I do appreciate your comment there that it, it, it kind of hurts. You can see this vision and this opportunity and, and you know how you're wound in your soul. And, um, but I, I like you, you were in their bad book. Um, well, you've proven was- them wrong, correct? <laughs> Yeah, it took me, it took me like, I guess, 10 years to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
but 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 i mean you know it's i was so so torn and and so confused for a very long time so i, I did that for a while and I, then i hired a couple of uh, people as well so not a big company or big business or anything but you know i was i was not organized i was not disciplined um i would i would get bored as well there was not a lot of structure um so so what happened was that after a couple of years of doing it and also you know uh listening to my family who who kept suggesting who kept suggesting that you know i should do my masters and get a real job you know uh, you know grow up right um so after a couple of year, a couple of years what i did was that i guess it was part curiosity as well because i just wanted to i was very curious uh, very much like yourself to see uh, Uh, you know to see beyond the, the the media and the news reports and see what's on the other side you know so so that's what, that was one reason i i um, got admission in, in in sweden another reason was that uh, i had no money and and um, uh, studies in sweden were free even for foreign students at that time so you know it was um, um uh, and and I, i think i got lucky in the sense that i got admission in in uh, international business and entrepreneurship uh, that was my majors right so even though it was very theoretical and all that um it it helped um a big deal later later on um but but then after i did my 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 uh, mba from sweden and i was doing some odd jobs as well i what i did was i was like okay um you know i did my mba and i had an opportunity to do a corporate sales job in a in a british multinational company um and uh, i said i will do this job just for 6 months and and uh, be and and get really better at sales uh but but the problem was uh, with that job was that it included the um, cold calling uh, ceos and 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 vice presidents and managers of fortune 1000 companies of europe um so that was a lot of pressure for me my my colleagues were doing really good they were earning a lot of commissions and they were really good at it i was i was very bad at it uh, for i think there was some pressure on me from from the ethical point of uh, you know of, from the ethical side of things as well because i mean the faker agency and you know uh, uh, um, uh, you know finding their number by lying to a secretary a secret secretary and, and and or something like that you know a lot of crazy stories uh so i didn't really um, you know felt good at it and and i was not good at it either right so so after 6 months i was like okay i had said that i would i will leave it after 6 months and i'm going to leave it so i i left that um uh, thankfully i i got a consulting project which which uh, uh, you know um, helped me to sustain uh, myself in, in in sweden for the next 8 months or something right uh, which was actually very, really a blessing in disguise i mean uh, again this project caught me rather than me going after it or something like that you know and it was decent money actually um so anyway long story short i went to denmark i i um, you know i actually used some very unconventional methods to to find the the two jobs that i was doing concurrently uh in denmark but then after an year of doing it i was i got really bored um i left denmark i i ditched my uh, danish green card i actually left most of my belongings because i was so sort of sick and tired of everything uh the weather was cold i was all alone uh, i was often ill uh and i was not really happy with all of that and i just wanted to do something which was my own you know uh, but i still didn't know what I, what it was that i i can do and and my family was still you know um and i i, I mean i don't blame them i guess if i was confident enough in the choices that i wanted to make they would not have required to 
give me suggestions on, you know, why I shouldn't do this and why I should, you know, get a decent job. Or well, and you had said, um, which I appreciate is, is that you were looking for approval from others. And as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, you can't do that. You can't survive if that's, if that's what you're, you're doing. So let's fast forward to your company today because, um, you know, we listen to your story and the struggles, but yet we know if we go online and, and look at your, um, your website that talks about you as a speaker and a podcaster, um, you know, you're a prolific writer and, and you speak and you encourage other business owners. Um, so let's talk about digital marketing ROI. Um, tell us what that company is and, and what problems you solve for people today. Right. Uh, so it's a boutique agency. And, and what we do is that we are uh, very passionate about helping small businesses and startups. And we know that they don't have a lot of money. So, so what we do is that we help them uh, earn attention rather than paying for attention. So what I mean is rather than, you know, say, um, you know, if, if, you, if, I want, if I am a startup and I want to run an ad in Forbes, um, uh, that will be extremely costly. I think, you know, thousands of dollars or maybe tens of thousands of dollars. But if, if, I, am, if I have a startup on, on um, you know, something like a fitness app or something, if I have a fitness app or, or you know, an AI startup and I pitch to Forbes or any large publication that, hey, I can share my knowledge on how um, how uh, fitness can be helpful to people, or or what are they doing wrong, or what are some of the myths that are surrounding you know fitness or AI or something like that. So what happens is that then I am uh, sharing knowledge, and sh by sharing knowledge, what I'm doing is that the the audience, which is growing more and more immune to advertising, they can see me sharing information. Right? I'm not I'm not selling something. I'm sharing information and, and I'm helping them out. So that helps me earn their attention, uh, earn their um, respect and recognition. And, and they see me as a, as a credible expert within my, my industry. Um, so, you know, speaking, writing for your own blog, for other blogs, um, um, you know, creating infographic, infographics about your industry. Recently, we had a very uh, huge success story with one of our clients. And what they did was that they, they created a survey because we, we had helped them, uh, you know, um, go from basically zero to 650,000 monthly visitors. So what we did then was that, hang on, we have so much visitors. So why not do a survey and really find out about their pain points and what's working for them within that industry. And, and that survey, because it was original research, uh, and we created infographics and, and mapographics about it. Um, so that survey basically, you know, uh, got organic mentions, so, you know, not paid mentions, but organic mentions within uh, publications like the New York Times, um, uh, Daily Mail, and, and um, a lot of others. So uh, that's what I'm very passionate about, you know, using informational uh, content through SEO, content marketing, and, and uh, publicity, which are basically different facets of earned uh, media marketing to really help our clients uh, be visible online. So I love it because um, a while ago, you know, the buzzword in marketing was always content marketing. And content marketing was very, I always felt very flat right? I'm going to just post my blog and people are going to see it. And, and what you're describing is definitely more um, interactive. Do you feel that it's absolutely worth people's time then to 
think about what they do as a professional, as a business, and create more of these infographics and create more things that can be easily shared and, and picked up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it does not has to be uh, interactive content alone. Um, a, a very uh, famous uh, blog, a very popular blog, it's called waitbutwhy.com. I will, I will share the URL later on. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, and what they do is they just 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 create uh, very detailed articles on on subjects like uh, artificial intelligence and and a lot of other topics. Uh, the only thing unique about their content is that they they include some you know handwritten doodle handwritten doodles, um, you know sort of cartoon characters inside that content, and and it's very popular, getting like millions of hits. The thing is that first of uh, first of all. Um, 10 years ago, if you created a blog, yes, you would have probably got a lot of content, even if the quality was not good. But now the saturation is so much that you have to really spend time on creating a content, you know, um, writing one article today on, you know, top three ways to lose weight and writing another article tomorrow on, you know, top five new ways to lose more weight is not going to cut it. What you want to do, I'm not saying that that kind of content is not useful, but you have to spend time on creating more in-depth, detailed content, which which delights people, which which um, enriches their their uh, reading experience, which um, educates them, and which solves their problems. So, and and secondly, uh, even then, when you create that kind of quality content, and and we use a lot of um, uh, tools as well, apart, apart from the creative side. So one is the creative side and the other is the analytical side. So you use different technologies and different softwares to find out what's going viral right now. Right. Um, so, so, but once you create that content, you still have to do four times more work as a journal rule. So if you spend 10 hours on, on creating a video or an infographic or something, uh, you should at least spend, 40 hours on promoting that content piece by, by reaching out to publications, by, by um, uh, you know, uh, pitching relevant stories to uh, blogs uh, and, and uh, media outlets and influencers. So I, I really love this kind of rule of thumb because I absolutely, even when I just hear you say it, I think, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's tough. Most people don't think about that. You know, if you spend 10 hours in the creation then it would be four times as much in the reaching out and promoting it and getting this out. But then why wouldn't you, if you spend all this time creating, as you said, this delightful and enriching content that solves problems Absolutely. Um, and you don't do that last piece, it, it goes nowhere. Now I, now you're making me sit and think I have to rethink about all of my endeavors, Syed. Um, and, and how do you figure out what's going viral? How do you help your clients, um, approach a campaign or approach a concept all right so so let's say um i, I would use the example of um, fitness again because i think it's an easy topic and everyone understands it mm -hmm. um so let's say let's say i have a fitness app or or you know i'm a fitness coach or or you know i sell fitness supplements or something so what i can do for instance is that i can um use buzz sumo or uh, ahrefs um uh, so these are uh, different tools, Buzzsumo or Ahrefs. Uh, Ahrefs is actually a very large um, 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 collection of multiple softwares in a sense. Uh, but it has a feature called Ahrefs, Con Ahrefs Content Explorer, which works very much like Buzzsumo. 
and you can use that to see what's going violent right now within your niche. So it may be, you know, paleo diet. It may be the, you know, the story of a celebrity who was very fat and he, you know, um, uh, lost weight for a movie and then gained it again for the same movie because in that movie he's later on fat again or something like that, you know, and you can try to come up with something which works uh, in, in that niche. And uh, if I can share something, uh, there is actually a very interesting case study. Um, uh, so, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows Game of Thrones, right? The very popular yes. uh, American TV show. So, so what Hootsuite did, which is a social media marketing uh, software. Um, so what Hootsuite did was that just before the launch of a new season of uh, Game of Thrones, uh, they came up with a, with a video where... Uh, they are using sort of similar music and everything, but rather than the uh, rather than the uh, Game of Thrones kingdoms, you know the seven kingdoms. Yes, uh, they go up and down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the kingdoms that are popping up are you know like Twitter, Snapchat, just and for, everything. Just for our listeners, I'm letting you know. I'm watching Sayed on the screen, and we're doing our hands going up and down like the buildings coming up and down in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so, and that that video uh, they actually created more than one videos, but one of them has gotten like you know already got like more than one billion views. Um, so, so you know there are different types of things. And then again, with you know Trump, what he did was that uh, even when when the DNC was going on the Democratic National Congress, and and that's the time when when the media is supposed to. Uh, you know, report what's going on in that convention and what's Hillary Clinton speaking and what's Obama speaking and what's Trump doing is that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about this strictly, strictly from a marketing yes, perspective, from a marketing right? perspective. Yeah, not a absolutely. Perspective. Yeah, exactly. So what he is doing is that he's using, using the, uh, the, the, the new media, you know, he's using Twitter and he's saying, Oh, Hillary said this wrong. And, you know, Obama did this uh, badly or something and you know he said this and and so what happened was that in 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 that uh in that um, uh, at that time uh the media was forced to take note of what trump was saying uh, saying and and his tweets got a lot of retweets i mean i don't have the number right now but it was like a lot of them so so it's about news jacking you know um you are you are hijacking a different concept uh, not in an unethical manner or something, and not not in an uh, unethical manner, but but you're trying to see what sort of um, current uh, hot news can you associate your brand with in a, in a manner which will uh, help you. So I think these are really great tips, and I know you mentioned some sites that we'll be sure to get and and share in our our links. Um, we're getting close to the end of our our time, um, and. I would like to ask you if we came back and visited with you in a few years down the road, um, what's the vision for, for both you as, as your company or you as a, a person, um, as you go out and you, you speak and, and you share these messages with other entrepreneurs and business professionals, what would you say success is looking like in a couple of years? Well, I would uh, definitely like to be able to uh, delegate more tasks uh, to, to, to my team. Uh, uh, most of them work remotely and I, I would like to trust them with more responsibility so that I have more time um, um, uh, for, for uh, strategizing stuff, for um, hopefully getting more uh, paid speaking gigs abroad uh, and for basically, you know, uh, interacting with more um, um, talented people like yourself to, to interact with them and to learn from them and to uh, share experiences. So Saeed, how can people reach out to you and find you? Cause you shared some great wisdom and, and tips and um, I'm sure people might like to follow up. Well, um, 
I am active on LinkedIn and um, Twitter. So, I mean, uh, my name is pretty unique, Sayyid Irfan Ajmal. Um, if you can just Google it, you will find my website. That's a good way as well, or uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. Well, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. And for our listening audience, if Saeed said something um, that was of value or you know another entrepreneur or company founder who needs to get some of this advice, please like, comment, or share. Until the next time we speak, keep your eye on the future. Thank you, Saeed. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.